All right, so welcome to our latest edition in the alternate commentary business. I had to cut out a large amount of this intro because uh, Tuman was absolutely obsessed with getting us sued by a New South Wales Conservative former MP. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, John Barilaro. Right, so... My, my, so <laughs> I am a, an editor for the fight site. I run the podcast, Tangredome. It's a very popular podcast. If you if you if you want to speak your mind, please come come to me on my podcast. I will explain why I think you're a fat fuckhead. Right. So now that we've assumed legal troubles in our near future, the fight that we are going to be covering is Max versus Volk number three, and we have three unfortunate individuals other than me here to assist us in talking about the fight. We have everyone's favourite angry man from the steps, although he's no longer there anymore, in Turman. Or Iggy, as you may know him, or may have been blocked by. We have everyone's favourite mixed martial arts prodigy in Trayvon. And we have somebody new, and I think I'm going to throw him under the bus by forcing him to introduce himself. Uh, hello, my name is uh, Simon Amorum. I'm a general group chat goblin. Um, if you try to find my Twitter account, I've probably blocked you already. Nice to meet you. I think that might He's be the best intro we've had so far, to be honest. <laughs> He's also the ghostwriter for all my Twitter jokes. Like yeah. if, you, if, you, yeah. if you found a joke on my Twitter feed and you laughed at it, it's probably that I stole it from Simon first. Yeah, Tuman keeps me in a big uh, wooden chest and he doesn't let me out until I've uh, written like five tweets. And then he feeds me like a half rotten tomato. <laughs> I mean, and also, every, every if, you, year. if you guys like uh, like uh, cool thoughts or Sandro's tweets, him and him and Simon be going back and forth, bouncing the great minds off each other too as well. So mm. that's another thing that we have to. Yeah, so a regular up. Abbott and Costello. Yeah. And every and every year, yes. every year Simon is let out of the cage to go over to Woodley's house, poke his head through the window, and be like, "Another Henry Hooft fighter is coming for you. I don't care that you're retired." He's gonna come back at retirement just to lose. I know he won't. He won't let me down, Woodley. He'll keep the eternal glory to Sanford MMA. <laughs> the, only person, the only person Woodley has never disappointed. <laughs> hey, no, no. I, who, who's yeah. the per, I, I don't know who the person is. Uh, the person who, who who responded that uh, is true warrior spirit for the fighters who lose their chin in the gym. That person deserves a medal as well. Like uh, yeah. I don't know who that person is, but that that was one of the greatest replies I've ever seen in my life. So. Alrighty, so we so now that we're half an hour into start, this uh, yes. recording, <laughs> we should probably start, or people will leave us, and we won't like that. There'll be nobody to group echo our opinions without uncritically examining them. Are we already? Yeah. So, uh, did we say where we're starting? It's uh, Volk's mean mug putting his hand up uh, right before Chris Pratt is in the background. Yeah. Chris yeah, Pratt is like in the idiot. background doing the soy face. Mm -hmm. I'll let one of you count it down because you know. I usually watch things alone in my room in the dark at night, being antisocial. That's me right yeah, now. Sure. I'll do it. That's one hundred percent me it. right now. So we'll be uh, clicking play in three, two, one. Let's go. So number three, it's uh, a lot of build up to this one, and uh, we can uh, talk about how the second fight went. Because um, Max Holloway's game plan is basically a continuation of that. Pecking from outside with kicks, um, playing inside out basically, just all the way in, all the way out, and uh, still trying to lead Volk onto um, counters and uh, throwing body kicks from far away. And Volk, much less interested, even in the initial stages of this fight, at trying to hand fight as much as he can to try and establish a, you know, a good path to throw straight sort of jab back he's operating more at range which is an interesting adaptation and it's kind of cool because just because you think you figured a guy out doesn't mean you can't take the first round not off but just to measure and gauge responses i mean it's unrelated but it's, i find it i find it hilarious how jack slack used to think that max holloway cuts his own shorts come on man. did he really think that <laughs> you really think that he really he really thought that he actually thought that <laughs> no, on the podcast, he was like, oh, oh, Max cut his own shorts. It's such a nice, stylish look. I'm like, oh, what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> they so, sell I bring something up. I want to bring something up that just happened, which was Max Holloway threw a right hand to the body and pulled away 
and uh, Volk tried to left hook him there, and he has a little smile about it because um, it almost landed that left hook counter. Like, ah, and it's uh, just a great <laughs> moment gotcha. of how 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 well they know each other, how well they know each yeah. other. That Volk I was mean, like very ready is... for that move, and Holloway was as well, and they they share a little moment about it. It's, it's I, I do enjoy that. Yeah, because this is the. Eleventh round, really. This is uh, not mm. the third fight. This is the eleventh round. Yeah. And, and in some ways, Volk has kind of returned to the, some of the, not all, but some of the strategies he employed. Oh, big fight. right hand. Yeah, that big right hand. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's like, I'm fast, bro. Stand up for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I, I, we'll I see really it coming like, up. Uh, no, yeah, I, I like I like how in this fight because I remember hearing uh, Eugene Behrman talking about how they they wanted to circle to Max's uh, right side, and it's not that Max doesn't have like right hand counters because he does he has some pretty solid ones, but at times he can be like a little overextendy or, or his feet will get square, and Volk's like entries almost always off his jabs or at angles, and it's so hard and his exits too are so hard for Max to kind of keep him in place or uh, keep him track of him, so he can like extend the combination so much better than he could in the first two fights and like beat the hell out of Max. Uh, instead of like Max being able to instead of going back in straight lines here or there or things like that you can kind of see it in these exchanges around from like 225 to or at least attempts to set up exchanges to like two minutes what Volk is doing is you know in the second fight he was way more willing to throw something back hard to punish Max try and catch him on resets but now Volk is like you know what just keep chasing me because I want to dash in and out I think I've got a speed advantage I wasn't aware of I'm happy to make you think we're going to head to the pocket and then just operate on the edge get in and get out yeah oh, it's interesting him. feeling himself how uh, quickly how quickly he feels that the speed is going to be a big difference and that he's clear oh yeah that. it reminds me of <laughs> it reminds me of uh, <laughs> Dustin Poirier in uh, the second Conor McGregor fight basically within the first few minutes realizing oh, that yeah, he can yeah. take the all the shots and, he goes and like, he's the harder hitter yeah it's, yeah, it's, he does it's the finger it reminds guns me of that moment <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just kind of like a fighter realizing their athletic advantage they have, which they haven't like grasped before the fight. And, and yeah. something that oh, we talk about. Oh, and there's just that wonderful switch. Yeah, step in and like, yeah, like he, yeah. like he, he gets Max to throw a lot of right hands in this fight, and he counters those right hands so so aggressively, always circling off, angling off, so Max can't even come back with extended counters. Um, and it just the footwork, the footwork on display was extremely, extremely good, man. Just yeah, and touching Max as he's trying to come back with something, it just stalls him out so hard. It also means Volk can actually throw like more of a power kick. Like he got Max with the body at the end of the combination about fifteen seconds ago. Oh, clinch time! Knees. Let's get awkward. Yeah, they they both do a good job there, and they stay pretty safe. The one thing I like about uh, the way Volk, Volk engages in the clinch is that he always just lingers there for for a moment to make sure that he he's the one separating and uh, wow, he's not a, letting his opponent to flurry. Yeah. I, also, I also love how even when they're clinching because like, one thing you've got to remember about the clinch is that when you're clinching with somebody you're physically blocking their vision and you're blocking their tactile senses with your own body what I love is that the both of them are so aware of that because if you go and you rewatch those awkward clinch engagements you know like from 18 to 10 seconds they're both trying to smother as much as they can even while they're trying to line up punches and that's hard because your balance is coming apart because obviously a clinch situation isn't just about you maintaining your balance it's about carrying their balance too it really shows just how amazing these guys are they're aware even when they're at risk of tipping each other over still got to smother the guys still got to try and find angles yeah um yeah so after the first round first round you can go ahead yeah the one thing that immediately stands out is that uh how uh just uh how intent volk is on uh punishing Max Holloway's resets, forcing the resets and punishing the resets. He would draw Holloway into an exchange, uh, preempt his entry with a jab, force him to reset, and while he's resetting, he would connect with something else. Uh, and uh, this way, he always was first on the exchanges. He didn't let uh, Max Holloway fire off his triggers. It also shows how Volk and Max are really, really great fighters because Volk realized, yes, I, I've punished him off kicks, off resets in the in the second fight, the first fight. But that's actually, while it's good and while I could do more of it, 
I can instead swap to a more boxing heavy approach and accomplish even more. Because a lot of MMA fighters, they're just like, this works, this good, me good, me do more. And they spam it over and over again without thinking, is this the best thing I can do, even if it's working? Yeah, so one thing I want to mention, which is uh, from Holloway's side in this fight, is that he does have um, a clear like uh, round-winning point-scoring approach he's focusing on a little bit more. When he uh, kicks, he, he's kicking back right away, just like a classic kind of get-the-point-back um, scoring thing, right? So he, he just got kicked there. He tried to land a nice uh, leg kick right after it. Um, but uh, Volk's taken advantage of it a few times, especially on the outside leg kick that Holloway's tried, just to like get yeah, that he point steps back. Steps into it and he's fires been off hit. the counter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Volk's yeah. lateral movement is really set up to take away the versatility that Max does have in his right hand. In his right hand, his right hand isn't as versatile as his lead hand, as as Trey mentioned before. But he does have some good setups with it. But like, look at the way Volk's movement is staying lateral. He's able to circle into it to take the edge off it. Now, again, Volk has to sacrifice Oof. his kicking game a little bit, but look at those heavy shots he landed around like 345 to 352. And yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't really know what. Uh you know, you hear some people say that this performance Max doesn't look too uh, good. Like, obviously, it would have been nice to see Max like get to build into his actual game and like get to actually do the th- do the things that he probably was thinking of doing. But like, first of all, Volk is so good he didn't even let him get off the first floor. Uh, but Max is varying up his entries. He's trying to hand fight to close the gap. Sometimes he's trying to do so many things. He's trying to kick to close the gap. He's trying to to kind of stand his his, his ground and then let Volk come at him. Yeah, he's doing so much. He's he, he has so much. Uh, like variety in his entries that are trying to like just work around Volk's 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 footwork and Volk's activity and he still doesn't get anything off the ground which to me is what makes this probably like the best performance I've seen nice in yeah. MMA yeah. And- I'm, so, I'm sorry to interrupt this highly technical observation, but I wanted to to point out just how fuck off strong Volk is. He's just look really at the way he's manipulated oh, Max oh, in the clinch. Yeah. Oh, like, he, he manipulated both of Max's hands there and then could still pivot like on his core to throw up pipe Harry elbow. That's unfair. The other thing I would just, just that, say is that's Volk's, ridiculous strength. Yeah, Volk's activity with this jab, like because he's been so active with it, it, it means that when he's moving laterally, especially to the left. He can lead with his jab, even defensively, and like not yeah, enough MMA moves, fighters. And the right huge hand. right hand that cuts yeah, him open. Yeah, that was a right hand. Yeah, yeah that right hand exchange. Just, uh, yeah, just, that, uh, that one just throwing it wide it. and uh, and just dipping off of Max's right as well. Yeah, he count, he he threw a right yeah. hand to counter Max's right. Yeah, and there yeah, again, so, like yeah. you, you can dip off Max's right because it's not as versatile and it's not as efficient when he throws it straight or curved as his lead hand. Yeah, yeah. honestly, yeah. I think the people who said that Max didn't look good. Or that uh, Max looked like he ran out of ideas, just didn't notice how many things Max was doing. Because look at him, like he's... Every time he tries to enter, like, he would faint, he would faint a kick, he would faint a jab, he would uh, hand fight. It's just that Volk anticipated all that and he would interrupt and force Max to reset with hard power shots. Mm. And he draws Max in. Volk has really understood that he can actually use his jab as, like, I suppose, old-timey boxing people. So people like Kyle, so old they crawled out of the sea when lizards were our civilization. You can throw your jab as a power shot, as a jolt, and you can use it to interrupt people. And Volk does that a lot. And you can here. do it on the back foot. You can do it on the back foot. He's While yep. uh, Volkanovski's backpedaling, he would throw a hard interrupting jab that uh, intercepts. Uh, Max Holloway's entry, Oof. and oh my God. especially that when Max is entering square. That combination from Max, that he and did a really good yeah. job of stepping in on. Yeah, that was cool from Max too. Yeah, and like that's the thing. Like to me, Max that combo Max drew was really cool and smart. But Volk's basic, the basic founda- foundations of his footwork, his distance management, and his timing, like the most core skills you need, are like so sharp. Even mm. when Max builds into cool combinations or cool ideas, he can't even get those to like actually be tangible damage. Yeah, and, and Max is bleeding in his eye there. He didn't have a good angle to see Volk step back and hit him with another power intercepting jab when he tried to chase off the combination. I like yeah. the way um, Volkanovski would uh, sometimes from raise his arm. Yeah, I would just wanted to point out how Volkanovski would raise his arm to interrupt the head kick. <laughs> That's an evil little tidbit. Yeah. Um, one thing that Max, he's really has found a lot of good angles for the right hand in this fight, coming in from the frames, you know, just jabbing, trying to lead Volkanovski into it. But Volkanovski is just, he's so comfortable with that right hand at that point. He's like just getting just far out of range, just slipping inside on it. And uh, 
you'll see Holloway try to like adapt to that later in the fight with just trying to kick on that side as Volkanovski moves that way. Mm. Um, just because even though he's getting some good looks to line up that right hand, Volkanovski's like he he he's been he's been hit with it in the fight, but it's he's taking so much sting on it, sting off of it. Um, and man, man that, that is cut, a bad man. Cut. Max is cut. I know that cut is ridiculous, dude. Bro, like it was they were hot dogging yeah. it as the fight went on, man. Like if if, if this yeah. if this cut man came out with like a like a hedge fund, I'd invest in it. You can rely on this man to get the job done. I, I also think just a big picture point, a point that both Dan and uh, Ryan have yeah. talked about a lot, is that Max's countering game let him down here. But that does not mean that Max's countering game is not vastly improved over where it was a couple of years ago, or that it's good. It's just not good enough to beat Volk here. And it's a versatility thing. Like in that slow down exchange you can see there, Max had a good idea to counter off the counter of the right hand, but it's just a little he bit sure too did. slow. Yep. It's not wound exactly, tight enough. Yep. And he doesn't have any straight punches from his right hand that he can use with comfort from those, you know, combination ending positions to set up something curved. That was such a, you know, really weird, wonky Russian-looking hook. Like, you often see guys like Fedor uh, throw hooks like that. Mm. <laughs> interesting to note. And yeah, I talked about this on the immediate Tinkered on the top recorded in the post-fight, is that uh, Volk kind of, like, used the like the classic Soviet pendulum, kind of, like, the stutter step, the, the in-and-out movement. And even on the, like, see, on the lateral movement, he doesn't, like, do... He doesn't walk to the side. He just kind of does little stutter steps to the side, like hop steps. And he would use the same to, you know, for lateral movement and for the in and out movement. And it allows for much more minute control of the distance. He also stutter steps his shoulder sometimes when he does it. I don't know if that's a learned reaction or something that's taught, but it's curiously Soviet. And I wonder where he got those ideas from. Yeah. Makes one wonder. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah. See, so here's uh, there was a bit, little bit of a lull in the action, and both Max and Volk sort of fainted at each other, and then they figured like, oh, okay, fuck it, and ended with like yeah. big punches. You, you know, <laughs> Barrowman nice actually watches Usyk video. I'm not kidding. Like there are just little, there are little things and little ways that like Volk is prepared to hand fight when he feels it's close enough that it's not going to be a kick battle to That's set up the yeah, face. The hand fight is picking up a lot more in this round. Um, for sure, there's a lot more uh, of that of the hand fight happening. Yeah, just little um, touch of the glove. <laughs> part of me honestly Here wonders. I, like, I, the distance. I really don't mean this as a joke. I actually wonder if these guys almost had a mutual agreement to hand fight this round because it's fun. Like they're having the time of their lives. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like they look like they're having so much fun. <laughs> I'm not. Well, I'm yeah, not yeah, sure Max is having too much fun. Thing, yeah. I, I mean, it's because Max. Like when one guy gets an idea, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm not. I'm not sure. Ma- yeah. I'm not sure Max is having the most fun, but I, I think he's doing it. Like, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. it happens sometimes. Like, I- like you, you kick a guy, and the guy goes like, "Oh, I'm gonna kick you back," and then you jab a guy, and he mm-hmm. goes, "I'm gonna jab you back." So it's kind of one of those. Yeah, those he, you can use that to lull a guy into the head movement a lot here. Um, it's interesting. Oh he's just. He's really just beating them up. This is where the speed and the and those combinations from Volkanovski just extending oh, exchanges. It, it returns with the right hand. It really starts to pick up. It's also where you can see that another area where Max has brought something new and good, but he's still inexperienced. He tried to almost do a pseudo high guard at points there, but he doesn't have the experience using it to smother shots, and he doesn't have the experience handling somebody who's very fast, who can throw like a lead hand and then go up the middle. Oh, Whereas like somebody like Yan oh, does have so the experience sad. of oh, that. Geez. The, the one thing that yeah, I like, would like to point like out Vol- that stands out in this round is uh, the upper body movement of Volkanovski and the way he tracks yes. Holloway's head movement and the way he just basically got the beat on his timing like, and anticipates he, he, every com- counter combination. Yeah, he's gliding around him so like so cleanly in the pocket, man. Like like it's not only just the pivots to Max's right side; he'll also circle back to Max's left, and he'll be outside of Max's lead foot so that way Max can't even track him like jabs or or his own hooks. And just like circling around him in the pocket, just so so brutally. And Max is kind of like a little bit stationary as these combinations are going. Uh, it's also kind of impressive that stuff. Volk is so comfortable fighting as the shorter man because if you actually think about this fight, Volk has spent a lot of the fight fighting as if not just sorry this fight but this rivalry. Volk has spent a lot of the fight trying to force situations where he is not in real terms mm. but in fight terms, in range terms, the taller man with his kicking game in particular. 
He's doing a sign check, yeah. really, if you think about it. <laughs> kind of like drawing Max in. And then, and then, Vibe like, check, Tumen screaming, stand up for yourself at four in the yeah. morning. And I, I know this was said earlier, and it's really cool to me how, like, Volks doesn't spend much of this fight kicking as much uh, at range. Uh, he spends a lot of this fight on through the in and out motions, trying to time Max as he comes in, and then just willing to stand in the pocket uh, instead of like kicking to reset and then going back to doing what he was doing again. He's more than willing to sit himself down into big yeah, shots and, 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 and then play even, the play the kicks off of that. Volk's even incorporating some ideas. Like I think it was around 150. Volk like uses the upper the uppercut hook as a one two combo, and then like somewhere around I think it was like 225. You're seeing Volk stepping in with a cross counter, so he's actually stealing Ooh. some of Max's ideas. Like oh I like those, I'll take those. Yeah, that was a nice knee by Max, fight, followed by the really right hand tower. Yeah, it was. It was a nice idea. But what I just there, that's what I think. <laughs> he just when, stands, when, plants, fight, and throws while Max is resetting. Which yeah. is that Which is that? That left hand just smashing right through the middle of Max Holloway's guard and just hitting Dude, right in the yeah, face. Just, that, it's just, it's so many times just the right hand, Max's hands are up, and then the left hand just hard straight through the guard. Yeah, you can um, see Max. Yeah, it's just nasty he's in this fight. And he it can, lands so yeah. much. Volk can step off to Max's lead side so so well it can like split his guard with that left hand and just like pierces his face off damn yeah. near man and, and again it really shows like it's not that Max is like Max is even using again like something closer to a yeah, pseudo high guard at points like, in this in this slow mo he's there it is. intercepting Max as mm-hmm. he walks in yeah. and then with the right hand he sh- shifts his weight forward on the left hand so it's even it's like a left straight almost coming I also yeah. love at the end of that oh that cut I love that end that of that cut, combination. Man. Like, Volk stepped in and through again because he understood that there's a pretty good chance Max is going to block this, but he still gives him something to think about because Max was, Max was able to redirect the force of the third and the fourth bunch there after the reset from the one-two. But you could tell Max is like, oh, shit, i got to cover up. I've got to concede a little bit of ground. I can't throw back. That it's cut, really man, about the sense of distance. Oh, it's God. Disgusting. They took the... Oh, it's right oh, they took the thing out. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh, it's so disgusting. Yeah, but uh, the thing I wanted to mention is uh, I was talking about Sainchai and how he would control distance against all their opponents. And the way Volk is basically winning all the... has won all these fights, uh, say for perhaps the second fight, is through control of distance. Mm. He's not just staying at one range. He's not just uh, he's trying to collapse range. He would stay at one range, get uh, Max comfortable with that range, and then collapse the distance, and then separate again, and it's just. I mean, even in the real... way Volk has used his jab, he's jab straight, he's fainted, he's touched people up, he's hooked off the jab, and he's used it as a power oh shot. That's like four or five different ways to use your jab, and he's done them all on the offense and the defense. So you've got ten things to worry about. Yeah, it's not just one jab. It's, we it's Dimitri Bivol up in this bitch. <laughs> yeah, like and I, yeah, I, the, the... I forget. I, I forget if it's this round or the. Uh, I'm sorry to cut you guys off, but I forget what round <laughs> it is. Either this round like or the next one. Volk doing the little. Volk tries to hit him with like sides. a little, and the little the little cool foot sweep. But Max's footwork is so good that he just pivots with it and takes Volk's back. And I remember watching that live. I was like, that just made me chuckle because uh, Volk is so much better than most everybody. And even like a beat up Max who is like not having the best fight still has such good fundamentals that you can't even like flex on him that hard. It's also funny, yeah. like, honestly, this fight, I I know that so many people would get mad, but, like, I really could buy this as an argument for putting Max as the number two pound-for-pound fighter in the sport. He just does stuff that would ruin anybody There's else. There's so much good work in it. I know it's yeah. ridiculous. So dude, now you're so seeing what Max. I mentioned earlier about once he's realizing the right hand just isn't, he doesn't have the range for it, it's a lot of that um, close side kicking. Just trying to sneak it under uh, uh, Volkanovski's lead side and uh kicking under his arm as volk fades to his left um which is like really one of the big adaptations max makes but he's just he's not enough of a kicker to really like sell it um to make volkanovsky quit what he's doing but you see him doing it more and more now in this round you can which is see just that Vol- volkanovsky stop and try and think about it because one avenue of his lateral movement is now stifled by the kicks he's actually more stationary now yeah and, and I mean, yeah. Volk is interested in backing, you know, Max up with kicks and with mix-ups. And if Holloway does that, he still concedes ground. So there's this game where even if either of them is only able to get like a B or a C result from their play, it still gives them something meaningful they can work from. 
Yeah, you also see uh, Max uh, going through his combination and turning through with this with the uh, spinning back kick yeah. in this round, which was just such a good idea. Um, but again, he's you know he doesn't have that uh, make you quit kicking power. Um, but I mean, definitely Volcasta worry about it at this point. Um, and with, with fighters yeah. these good, the margins we're operating on are so thin that, like, if Max was a five percent better, yeah, there kicker, it is, right there. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> yeah, he tried the, to foot yeah, it's pretty cool. And, Ma- and Max's footwork was so good. He's like, no, <laughs> no, you can't. You know, you can't flex on me like that, man. I'm sorry, dog. Yeah, he I just love it. Pulls back. It's nice. Yeah. yeah. What I really, really like about where we are in this fight now is like, if Max was a five percent better kicker, he would be winning rounds. But five percent is all it takes when you have fighters this good. Like, it, it really makes all the difference. Yeah. If that kick was yeah. just a touch more powerful, it would be. It would bother Volk a lot more. Oh man. man. And for as, oh, for as good as he is, man, he, he 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 doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't like his range kickers, and so uh, I do like how Max started to play that. As the as the rounds went on, as he's losing more, he's he's just trying to get something going. He even starts shooting, which is which and, is a and, neat little thing. And, and you can see that the fact that Max's eyes are getting beat up is legitimately making a difference here. He has slight like even if you watched his actual eyes in some of these engagements, he's just tracking a tiny bit slower. And that you know that like one tenth of a second is giving Volk more room to yes. plant, more room to take risks. And, and, and all these exchanges, man, Volk is the one that's like turning Max, making him have to reset like. Like uh, Tuman said, like beating him on the resets and continuing the exchange off of the resets, so that way Max has to continue to keep on turning, continue to reset. Mm, he's and just always kicking, losing yeah. these exchanges. He's even kicking Max's leg now, every now and again, just as like yeah. another thing to think about. Really, like a big psychological difference for Volkanovski is just trusting his cardio more than he did in the other Max fights. I think just from the Ortega fights, just like realizing how much heat he could put on punches throughout a fight and not slow down. Um, because it's really that is he's putting so much more on his shots and that's you know slowing down Holloway's pace because he's hurting him and cutting him and uh you know just really banging him around it's a and that that just fight. makes things easier it it is it is like a psychological difference for Volkanovski in this fight just that he's like I can throw with power for 5 rounds and uh, basically I don't have to worry about it, it getting a, drowned by Max Holloway again. It has a snowballing effect too, because the way I would put it is like, Volk's technique is improved. The technique means he can throw harder. He can throw harder, which means he's, he's forcing people to stand in front of him longer. It also means, because his technique is better, he can use that energy he used to use to throw hard to move a little bit more. So now he's just got people standing in front of him like a fucking, you know, pin-up doll getting the shit beaten out of them. So he can throw harder, he can throw more. It just becomes this snowballing thing where a little bit of improved technique gives you options. Options freeze the other guy, which means you can punch harder and it just becomes a loop of pain for the poor bastard on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, he's just nasty. Again. His mentality, Volkanovski, is I also just, think it's, it's going to be hard to make this guy feel like... Oh, for can, fuck's sake, Trey, like I was trying to ignore that cut, but every time you... No, the cut, cut, no, the cut, that cut crazy, man. It grows, it grew. It grew the fight, man. I think maybe because we're going into the final round and it's so obvious he's going to win. Like, you learn so much about how great a fighter is in losing fights. Aldo, GSP, Max. Oh, but in both Aljo and Yan, obviously, because they were both, I guess, in a sense, Mm -hmm. losing a fight. What Max has been able to come up with is just super impressive, you know? Like, you look at how GSP was able to find a way to basically cheat a win out of an unwinnable situation against Hendrix. You look at how Aljo was able to strike meaningfully for, like, pretty much three and a half rounds against Yan in the first fight, or how Yan was able to survive his back takes in the second fight. You just get so much more respect for how good these guys are. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah man. Totally, These guys are extremely good fighters. such an underrated kicker, right? It's, it's, it's always, you know, best boxer in the UFC, baby. But um, <laughs> really, he's like, he is a, a wonderful kicker. I mean, like his lead leg, he knows how to play off stepping up onto your lead leg. Oh, the shots. And, you know, throwing those body kicks, you know, better than a lot of guys. And his spinning kicks are wonderful. And he's really good at timing that body kick and placing it just on the elbow. I mean, yeah, Max Holloway, he's a he's an incredible fighter and he's uh he's got so much skills. It's just you should never downplay how amazing Volkanovsky is to mm. do this to him. 
and Max is, you know, Max is ancient in fight years, and I think people really miss that. It's really hard to develop a heavy body kicking game or an improved counter game when neither has been your speciality your whole career, and you've been through more. Isn't he like the person with the most time, like in five round fights or something like that? Insane. I don't well, think. I, don't, I think he has most significant strikes. Yeah, I think yeah, Frank no, still but, got but, it by fought. a lot. He has the most uh, significant. Yeah, significant strikes. strikes. Like, his, yeah. That's gonna be like an unbeatable. Yeah, I can't kick him right there too, as well. Oh, man. That's gonna be like an unbeatable record, basically. Oh, that, that's man. Nice head kick. Doubling up kicks is a nice touch from Volk in this last round. And then I mean, he doubles that's, that's up his, jabs. He's he's one of the best lead leg kickers in MMA, I'd say. In terms that uh, his uh, lead kick is. Uh... I mean, a point that like Dan makes that I really like is he points out that Volk doesn't really beat people in situations like in the pocket or in a kicking game he just doesn't he doesn't you know like volk is the captain of his ship the ss volkanovsky and he just doesn't fall into these whirlpools the way everybody else does oh i don't want to be an extended pocket exchanges with max we'll just don't go there ss stand up yeah. for yourself and i mean and i mean this round is really just like the is like the volkanovsky just like shutting it down round it's just jabbing 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 getting away right hand getting away jabbing jabbing you know, take down. the lead leg a bit yeah it's it's um yeah it's really it's really his uh his shut it down round it's his uh it's the it's the uh it's the it's, it's the, the classic muay thai fifth round mm-hmm. of uh of and, the uh, dance yeah i might be getting a little <laughs> I, I, tired here yeah I, li- I like i did like how uh when simon invoke i'm not simon invoke simon and and, and hacks and tuma were talking about how his confidence in the five round pace grew i think like yeah like the fights like ortega and these other two max fights told him okay i can i can push a pace i can work hard and i can deliver more as these fights go on to help solidify my advantage because like he he only grew in confidence from those two max fights and the Ortega fights in my opinion uh that told him like okay I really belong here I'm like an elite fighter I'm like the best in the world I can I can I can handle these these pressures and I can up up my activity and push a pace I can stand up for myself and, and like, exactly facts <laughs> hey listen if you can't like the, when you when you learn the power of standing up for yourself you become this like you know honestly I mean? it's, it's, and he he's reached that this is going to make Izzy, Izzy lovers seethe, but, you know, fuck it. Let's just shoot from the hip. So, like, in a way, Izzy's performance against Costa, for me, is fighting an elite fight. Izzy fought a flawless fight, right? But fighting an elite fight doesn't necessarily mean, just as I, I feel oh, like Volk fought an elite oh. fight against Max first Oh, jeez, Lord. But I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Hex, man. I, 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 yeah, no, yeah. Like, I'm, I, like okay, like, to, to me, like, Max physically, tactically, strategically, it just it's there in this fight, man. The shots he's taken... Those put yeah, down Korean Zombie, Korean, like, 40 times over. Like, those shots basically, to me, finished Ortega. And, like, this is more. This is better. Like, if Max yeah. if Max shows up, shot his next fight, to me, that doesn't take away from this fight. Because I, I if he shot his next fight, it's because of this fight. I genuinely don't know. he was completely know. there this fight. I genuinely don't know if there's another fighter in the UFC that beats this Max. Like, I, I'm struggling to think of somebody. Maybe somebody that could, like, just wrestle for days and just gets that perfect wrestling fight. Maybe Yan or Aljo in a perfect fight. But other than that, I do not see it. Yeah, it's, I mean, like yeah, the, he's the, still an incredible fighter. He still does a lot of great stuff, but you just have to yeah, look at yeah. Volkanovski. He does just so much like, good stuff, man. Just, so many of these exchanges are just, like... They feel like you're like just flowing through the ad or something. Like it's just, it's, it's it's just, just like just going just, on every punch is mean never. and it and it snaps yeah. Holloway's it, it, head it, it, around. It's even crazier because Max is slower and more tired and more beaten up in this round than he's ever been, and he's still coming up with new ideas. And they're still effective. They're not enough to win the round. They're not enough to make this fight close, but this is a competitive fight. And and, and like I, I see it in MMA, a lot of people have this constant debate of like, what does close mean? What does competitive mean? And I feel like this is the fight I point to where I say it's not close and it was never not competitive. Like there was not a single moment in this entire fight where Volk isn't basically oh, I, overdrive. Like, yes, if, if, if Volk takes half a step back, he's getting poured on with volume, dude. Like he's getting, he's getting complicated. He's getting Ortega. He can't. He can't not continuously fight. He has to fight the whole the whole way through because Max is going to force him to fight the whole way through. And then that's what makes the fight parallel. so impressive. There's a good parallel the big, I would like uh, to right point now. out is that uh, Max, like another competitive but not close fight, is uh, Sanhagen Yan. 
that was uh, a fight where Jan constantly had to work for his successes, and this is that, but squared, essentially. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree for that, yeah. There is that fight of, like, you brought the best of the other guy, but he brought it, like, he never didn't bring his best out, so you weren't actually winning, but you forced him to do that. You know, that's definitely, yeah. you know, a dynamic that's always fascinating to watch. And it's good to see if you're, you know, one of the greatest fighters of all time, like Alexander Volkanovsky, that someone can do that to you, you know, because like Korean Zombie didn't bring the best out of Alexander Volkanovsky. He just no, yeah, he threw like was... a lot of great combinations and, you know, timing and pace was fantastic. But he wasn't, you know, his ideas weren't like, you know, like this fight where he had to constantly be, be, you know changing and uh and uh getting used to what max was doing so yeah i I definitely agree on that point the best ufc fight ever maybe the best mixed martial arts fight ever honestly like (laughs) what's competing with it there's a lot of great fights i don't know but yeah Yeah, the best championship performance you know yeah the best championship performance against one of the best fighters ever I might say this is the best win in MMA history for Volk, man. Like, uh, I, I always rate uh, McGregor Aldo very, very highly. I really do. Uh, there's a few other ones that are extremely highly. This one might be my number one, though. I, I like thinking about it. It's always like I'm thinking about, it's number one to me. This is such a, a such a great performance. Like the best, the I mean, best one so I've seen in MMA history. About. There's so but, yeah. much to think about. You can look at each and, and he would have got a finish. Out a dozen he would have got a things. finish, man. If it was anybody else, he would have got a finish. If it was anybody else, yeah. Yeah, um, this fight, uh, you know, comparing, talking about other fighters, it kind of feels like the antithesis to uh, Aljo Yantu, which is, uh, that fight's a guy going from, like, an unwinnable fight to a winnable fight um, in a rematch. And this fight is kind of a guy going from a fight he won to a fight he never had a chance of, like, losing. Like, just like a, like, just like a shutout, right? It's it's just like a it's 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 like a completely closing the door on your opponent um, mm-hmm. rather than opening it, which is what Aljo had to do, right? So um, yeah, it's it's yeah, very interesting. It's one of the reasons those why two, it's those two fights are two of the best performances of recent history. So and they both oh, happened this year. I'm so, so, it's, it's so, really so a, impressed with so Aljo, dude. So, I feel like so this fight. is the rare fight where not only do you walk away from the fight with a higher opinion of both fighters than when you came in but you also and this is that and, and this is true for the aljo yan fight as well and this is maybe the only two fights where i would say this universally applies for me i walk away from these fights with a higher appreciation of what i thought was possible in mma and that's the big difference because there's a lot of fights where like both fighters fight well above their level and impress you there's been a lot of fights like that it's very rare that you have those fights and then you're like, actually, on the whole, this is kind of crazy even by the standards of MMA in general. You don't usually get the yeah. both of them together. It's a, those, it's a, these are, inspiration, no joke. These are like, the bar like, setting fights. Elite fighting. Yeah, this is elite fighting. These, these, fights, like what, uh, these, these fights set the bar for everyone else, essentially. This is what you have to work uh, towards matching. Perfection. You have to match this if you want to, you want to be considered great. This is what you have to work uh, like this is what you have to. This is the level you have to strive towards, basically. That's facts. <laughs> Volkanovski, that, basically. Like, yeah, speaking of that, hey, Volkanovski. Y'all watch, uh, this is the O'Malley versus Pedro. Speaking of bar setting fights, y'all trying to what? <laughs> 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 trying to, fuck you. Y'all trying to watch fuck off, Trey. <laughs> Come on. It changed the Why, way I thought about the... MMA. I didn't know it could be oh, that Jesus. stupid. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Yeah, this is this is Volkanovski setting up a bar for every MMA fighter out there. Oh, Chucky Olives, nice, uh, telling everyone to stand up for themselves. <laughs> and yeah. and, you know, and like Volkanovski, man, yeah. he got no smoke at forty-five. Only to me, the only people that can give him a little bit of scare, like the first two rounds or a year and giga, because they're range, they're really good, powerful range kickers. He's gonna have to think about that. But at forty-five, I mean, maybe Emic had hurt him in the first or something, but. They're, they're just nothing for him in that division, man. I'll, like, yeah, he just, he just, he just. Has the way I would put it is like, unless Volk massively underperforms, it's there's nothing in this division that's interesting for him. Sorry, Serum Cata dies. 
And no, I think yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, think Cyril not, has any uh, problem with you saying that. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he, yeah. <laughs> like uh, Giga, Giga Yair can can kick at him, be long, make him think a little bit, but then he'll figure out how to start and finish them. I'd also and say then, two other things. Um, firstly, yeah. like I, I said it publicly, this just makes me really sad that Max wasn't given fight two, as I, like me and Dan firmly believe that me he was. Because it really, it really I was yeah. just about to say this. Because For like fuck's sake, it would. And, 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 and in a way, I also feel, <laughs> I also feel bad for Volk because imagine the story of Volk taking back the title with this fight. Like, oh baby, you could rub one out to you know yeah. for that. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he minds yeah, uh, having a three zero sweep if you asked him. Exactly. But, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, for real. I'm gonna say that too. And also, like stuff like title defense records, and I don't know if he cares about that or like consecutive wins and all that. I don't know if he cares about that, but yeah, like he's like. He'll take that second one, even though he didn't. He didn't. He didn't win that one. Yeah. Um, just I guess maybe to just reminisce on Volkanovski's strange path to being one of the greatest fighters of all time. Just I like awesome. the late start, the title run. That's um, where he's just under the radar for most of it, um, and just really shows himself in really the biggest fight which is the first Holloway fight um, where he, you know, just proves his level. And then he just continues to up the ante on it in a way that's like so rare for a champion to win and then defend at a higher and higher level every single time. Um, that's the thing, man. The yeah. As he became champion, even during his run, during his run, he was a very good fighter. But like uh, the, the bulk that fought Chad Mendez just isn't, He's an extremely good elite fighter, but he's just not a championship level fighter at 45. At 45, because 45 is insane. Uh, but he improved, and he kept on getting better, and he's gotten better from the first max fight to this max fight. And Definitely. It's just beautiful to see. Like, he's always been a very good, well-rounded fighter, great grappler, great wrestler, great clinch, great striker, but just he just upped all those to, like, orders of magnitude. Like, I saw Craig Jones in this corner in this fight as well. So he kept him around even after the Ortega fight, which is just nice to see. I think it says a lot about the power of gradual improvement because if you really sit down and you don't look at the results you look at the actual technique on display in the fights there's never been a fight where like max or volk has kind of come out and been like look at me i am the final boss now it's been a it's been a slow gradual appreciation of skills and abilities that have kind of fit together into something that's greater than the whole and if you think about all of the current really high-level champions at the moment, except maybe to some degree uh, Usman, although that's because his development has been kind of uneven and maybe his knees are short, but even then when he was growing, I think this was still true. They don't just kind of run out onto the MMA stage, get the dick out and start pissing on everybody. Like, it's a very gradual development of skills. Like, Aljo's striking didn't just suddenly become good. It fit together in pieces. And that's also true of Yan and Sanhagen, which is why, you know, BW is such a sick division, but you know, Max, Chucky Olives, Volk, they've all been these kind of gradual grinders that have just added, you know, 5% improvement every fight. And, you know, that 5% starts multiplying by the other 5%, you know? And maybe as a final part, that's kind of why, like, I've lost all interest in lightweight for other than Chuck Yellow's fights because nobody else in lightweight <laughs> is doing that. They don't they don't improve gradually <laughs> and in a well rounded way. They're just kind of like you know, like Gay is like, Oh, I kill people walking backwards now and then doesn't get any better. It's like who who the fuck cares? Like I'd rather take these guys that get better bit by bit and, and don't un you know, don't lose their growth. Yeah, Gage to connect an idea me, between man. uh between Volkanovski uh, and uh, Charles. Uh, that guy's fucking that, dead to me. Is that you can make the mistake of <laughs> when a guy becomes Gigi. champ to go, that's who this guy is. Um, and you can make that mistake with a lot of fighters who have become champ and then been like clearly better four fights in to their, you know, title reign than they were at the start. But you go like, oh, but that was their championship reign. They were the same guy the whole time in their championship reign. But can be totally different fighters from the start and the end. I mean, yeah, Volkanovski, not maybe totally different, it's an exaggeration, but just a significantly better fighter than he was in the first Holloway fight. And I think Charles as well, um, just he's a lot better than he was in the Chandler fight already. You can see a lot of just the uh, just his decision making and uh, 
his uh, reactions are just better than they were in that fight. So, yeah, just like don't count someone out even when they become champ that they're done improving. And it's good to see that we don't have lazy champs. You ask me. Oh yeah, I love champs that keep on grinding. Like no, no more John Jones who just doesn't grow in a you know in a cohesive even way, and everyone jerks him off and is like he's the king. We have higher standards now. Yeah, you, even, like, even like, you know, with, like uh, weird the, regression. The, the fight site, yeah, the fight site hipster boy cho- uh, take, but like Aldo, like Aldo developed like a really good jab and even improved his defense as the as his, as his championship ring went on, which is you know really cool to see. He always had you know nice defense and a good jab, but it started to become like absolute staple part of his game, where it's like okay, you just can't really close the gap on him, you can't touch him, and like all the elite, all the very best fighters, man, even Max himself, all the very best fighters, man. Even as their champions, they start to they add little pieces. They understand their division around them. They understand the threats around them, and they do things to keep themselves at the top. It's not like uh, they're coasting by on their coasting by on their base on skill sets, or they have that one advantage they can just press every every fight. They know that okay, these guys are gonna be coming for me, especially in the good divisions. They're gonna be coming for me. They're gonna be playing off tactics. Even Max, Max is gonna kick at me, and Max is not like the kicker in the division necessarily. Even though he's a very good kicker, so I need to I need to be ready for him kicking at me. Other people kicking at me. Other people doing these things, and it's just cool to see things like that from the from the champions. I'd also even point out that that's kind of why it can be really damaging to the health for a division for a champion to quit very much in the middle of their development, or perhaps to like to quit before they've you know before the division has really developed some stability. I mean, we all do like to meme, but a certain you know a certain Habib. When we watched that last fight against Geisha, he was showing growth in terms of how to use his striking and connect his striking with his grappling that he'd never shown before. And, you know, that's the real reason I'm still disappointed that he quit then. Not because of what's happened afterwards. What's happened afterwards has been pretty good. I just find that really disappointing because we never got to see what Habib's ceiling was. Yeah, like, I I rate could be higher than, like, most everybody, like, that I talk to. I rate him extremely highly, like... I, I, you know, I think a lot of people under it could be my opinion, could be even my opinion. But yeah, man, like against Gagey, he looked so like comfortable in the fire in a certain way. And I was like, that's so cool. Like, I mean, to me, he's always been comfortable under the fire, but like he looked a whole lot more like st- structured, even though he was like, you know, kind of all over the place on the feet, kind of, you know, off balance, like he always is on the feet. But he looked so much more like understood the fight he needed to fight to get the fight that he needed to get. And it's like, that's super cool stuff to see. And like, for a last performance, it's a damn good last performance. I gotta respect it. But yeah, and I would I would have loved to see him now against these these new up and coming cool grappler wrestlers they have in the lightweight division. Now finally, thank goodness we have some damn re- grappling in the damn division. Uh, yeah, it would have been so nice to see him try to integrate that against the other good wrestlers in the division, the other good grapplers in the division, and how he plays that off of each other. And and we could have had some like insane fights, like in in a dynamic that you never really see, like two guys trying to like grapple each other, but like. They kind of can't, and so how they can force that to force that to be ha- force that to happen against each other? Like you haven't really seen that in MMA at the high level, and I'm kind of sad we probably won't get to see it uh, unless maybe like Islam and Armand run it back again or something like that. But like we could have had like a different type of fight that MMA that only MMA I mean, can Islam is not at the same level as Khabib. No, fuck no. He's not. He's not. He's not. <laughs> but if he, if he improves, yeah, you know, if, if he improves, yeah, if he improves, or you know, like hopefully, hopefully that can happen, man. Because like a, a type of fight where both guys are trying to grapple, where they can use functional striking to try to get to those spaces, and high ass level MMA grappling, man. Like we, that just that hasn't really been a thing, man. And I, and I want to see that. Yeah, I think that speaks to like the importance of contenders who challenge in a new way. Because if you get stagnant contenders, you get champs who are stagnant um, and don't evolve and uh, don't challenge the contenders back in a new way. It's a it's a give and take. You get you end up with like Israel Adesanya, who no challenger ever challenged him to do more than jab and low kick. So then no one really got, he never really challenged them to deal with anything more than that. And they never challenged him to need anything more than that. Yeah. Well, conversely, conversely, you can create a a division like welterweight where the champ is so unchallenged that he figures, Oh, I may, may as well mix some things up and uh, go to a different gym and uh, learn new skills and get worse. (laughs) 
Usman's one of my favorite fighters, <laughs> just... man. But my boy Leon, we got. Um, that's my. That, he's still. He, that's still my boy. Leon's still my boy, Fair man. Nice. Even though he got. Even though he got he got finished by he got finished by Nate, he's still my boy. I'm so disappointed and embarrassed <laughs> because of that. He, like, it's like, come on, bro, you can't be doing that. You can't let that happen. But that's that's still my boy. So I got to root for my man Leon, man. He's a, he's the only yeah, person in the division I root but, for. Over uh, yeah, to to bring the discussion back to the topic, I guess uh, is to yeah. just to, to emphasize yeah. the actual improvements made by Volkanovski. Like to just sum it up. Let's go over a list of improvements that you can clearly see and then maybe go into the deta- little details of it that we couldn't mention during the fight because there's just so much stuff happening in each ex- exchange that you just cannot catch everything live. And um, I reckon this is the fight This is a fight that uh, all of us uh, can continue revisiting and continue finding new stuff, little sequences here and there. Uh, little details that you didn't quite catch the first time around or the second time around or the third time around even. But yeah, so uh, things that stood out to me personally immediately is the just how improved Volkanovski's boxing was. And something I talked about in prior to the fight is uh, the d- dynamic in the boxing that interested me. It was something that he showcased against Ortega and uh, uh, Korean Zombie, but uh, couldn't quite show off at uh, the highest level because he wasn't like, that challenged but you could see that the timing has improved the technique has improved there's no there's there was less fat on the punches there was less wind up on the entries the entries became more explosive and the the footwork that's that's the important uh, facilitator of that boxing improvement the the core part of it the fundamental the fundamental part of it the fundamentals of it all uh, the way that he changed the way he would move around the cage before his footwork and ring craft were quite good and uh, his uh, range boxing was quite good. He's, he had a good jab. He had a good, decent one too. Nice left hook that he showed against Chad Mendes. And the way that he kicked uh, Max Holloway's leg off in the first fight and uh, the way he competed with... Uh, uh, in a kind of a little bit of a tepid uh, by current Volkanovski standards performance against Jose Aldo, but still quite interesting the way he engaged him with the feints and feinted him into passivity and utilized the clinch. Here, um, the general problem of Volkanovski's has always been the pocket. And in this fight, where did most, where uh, has he done most of his work? The pocket. He outboxed and outfoxed Max Holloway in the pocket, constantly, uh, beat him to the punch on every exchange and adjusted. Once he got the timing on, he started adjusting to Max Holloway's adjustments in the pocket on the fly. Working around the punches by moving his torso, moving his head, coming back with punches, and uh, I don't know. I, I know I harp on about the Soviet boxing fundamentals all and on in most of my podcasts and in commentary, and this time around as well. But uh, it genuinely—I'm uh, sorry—genuinely does remind me of the stuff that I saw in textbooks. The way you would move, weave your torso around punches, and then the rotation of the shoulder that he that he showcased in several punches, and that weird casting hook that he tore Max's face open, open uh, in uh, the beginning of the fight, it really just it really does make one wonder where he picked it all up. And it's really cool, because uh, I've obviously been working on the Soviet Boxing for MMA uh, instructional. And I'm not trying to say that he's watched that instructional, though. It's just that <laughs> it's a weird coincidence. <laughs> it's just interesting how I was talking about it, and it's really cool to see how that stuff has been implemented in MMA. Uh yeah, but uh, anyway, uh, beyond just the way he would use the clinch to crash the distance and uh, stifle exchanges and uh, uh, leave the uh, clinch on his own terms, sort of linger there for for a couple of moments to make sure that he's the one dictating the end of the clinch exchange and not just letting the guy let go and then clang him, which is an important part that many people forget when exiting the clinch. Many people just sort of let go and uh, kind of like jog off and that just the discipline, the sheer discipline Volkanovski demonstrates in all these little de- details. I don't know, it's just really, really cool stuff to geek out about. And I don't know. Also, have you guys noticed any little details that stood out to you? I, I would say the biggest improvement, or actually, maybe not the biggest, but the improvement I really appreciate in this fight is just uh, 
the mental aspect that Volkanovsky came into it with, pressing his advantages so strongly, his speed, his combination punching, just his power, you know, knowing his limits with his pace, just being ready, having a feel for when that right hand of Holloway was coming, um, not getting, you know, thrown off by the kicking game. You know, it, it, kicks have made him very uncomfortable before. It's what led him to, you know, recklessly close distance in the second fight and get countered. Um, and just, you know, being patient, not entering on Max Holloway's terms because he's so uncomfortable with the kicks. Um, yeah, just like that whole element of just his whole mastery of his mental game in this fight, you know, you can see it in the first fight all the way back then, how strong mentally he was. There's a point early in the fight where Max is drawing Volkanovski out heavily. He's fainting and Volkanovski, you can see him. He's trying, he's, he's, uh, he's loading up his counters and Holloway's, you know, watching him do it. And he's like, you can feel Holloway leading him on. And, uh, there's a moment where Volkanovski just nods to himself and, you know, breathes through his nose and says like, I'm not, I'm going to stop doing that. I need to stop biting on these feints so hard. Um, and he does. And he, and he, and Max isn't able to take advantage of that seam he found. And, uh, that's just been the continuing thing with Volkanovski is his, his, his mental fortitude in the fight to stay on the path, to stay on track, to not get taken out of what he wants to do. So this fight is, is just another level of that for him. Um, just continually approving how strong he is of a thinker in fights. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. And the, you could see it in the way that Volkanovski, like he looked like he was feeling himself the way that he would mm-hmm. posture at uh, Max, the way he, that he would talk to him, the way that he would just go. It, it wasn't like him taunting Max. It's, it was like him reaffirming to himself that yes i got it i got it in the back i'm faster yeah i'm stronger i got the timing i figured you out and now i can get to work and like the, the first sequence like when he started connecting with the one twos he would just go like oh i'm faster and faster and then he would connect with the check hook and he just went oh yeah <laughs> just just this is like the neat character stuff that's kind of like really adds to the fight, really adds to the narrative. Yeah, like, he's an expressive lovely. fighter, Volkanovski. He, he there's a lot of emotion on his face when he fights. You can see in his in his facial expressions how he's feeling about how the fight's going. Frustration is very obvious on his face. The uncomfortability is very obvious on his face, but that kind of outward showing almost seems like it allows him to uh reset himself you know he's like i'm frustrated i got to acknowledge that how do i get back to the place where i'm comfortable in this fight right and you know it's not it's not that cognitive it's a lot of an instinctual thing of course he's not thinking about it like that in a fight i imagine but that 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 kind of process is happening what about you trey any thoughts yeah Yeah. let's get to trey he's smarty pants he's dead trey is dead Is Trey dead? That's unfortunate. Okay, so I'll I'll buy Trey some return time to be summoned by giving my thoughts. Uh, I don't want to tread on anyone else's observations, so I'll just put it this way. I've never seen a fighter in MMA ever, and I've rarely seen a fighter in combat sports that can... Period. That's the end of the sentence. (laughs) That can... can, develop something technically or athletically because sometimes you discover you have athletic abilities you didn't know you have and instantly start thinking about how to make that useful so we've seen a lot of great fighters we've seen some current great fighters like Usman who will sharpen up their technique oh look at me I punch straight now me punch good me more efficient you know does he punch straight now well more straight okay (laughs) like everything's relative yeah but like a lot of other great fighters will develop they'll sharpen their technique they'll add a new approach they'll add a wrinkle to their game and then just have no fucking idea how to optimize it or use it right you know every trevor whitman fighter i can fight on the back foot kind of now what do i do with it because there's a million things you can do with improved fighting on the back foot volkanovsky realized coming into this fight that he had more of a counter and countering the counter game than max realized he had a speed advantage 
like you could clearly see there were things he thought about and had improved his technique coming into the fight. We're in the fight now. He realizes those things are working, and he has a whole. He builds a whole game plan around it on the spot. That's just insane to me. And it would be just so easy for me to say, "Oh, Volkanovski got better technique and beat Max up with it." But I'd rather focus on something that Volk is doing that very few fighters can do, which is he refines his technique or he adds new technique, and immediately he is thinking about how do I how do I accomplish something with this. And he does that better than anyone I've seen in the sport. And I don't know how many fighters have that quality. The only one I can feel like that has shown it consistently at a high level is the guy that he just beat the shit out of in Aldo, I guess. So it's exciting to see how he will continue to develop going forward. And I sincerely hope that fighters like Aljo, Sandhagen, Yan, who have shown some of that, but to not as high a level, also improve the same game because it's just going to give us even crazier high-level fights going forward. Yeah. Volkanovski yeah. is an all-time great, folks. We did a lot of talk, and I try to explain that. Um, but that's just how it, you can simple it down to that. He's just, he's just one of the best to ever do it. Just that moment where, like, uh, what was it? Ego Raptor does the review of like Mega Man X's intro stage, and it just zooms in on his face at the end. He just screams, "He's good! He's good!" That's pretty much us now. Yeah, he's good. He's yeah. really good. He's just stand up for yourself. Stand up. Stand for yourself. up for yourself, you dog cunt. You can do it. You can do it. I believe in you. You ain't got sicky butt brain. You got sitting on the ass brain. You can't improve. You're scared of proof. Just stand up for yourself, mate. Are you sure you didn't drink that's... tonight? <laughs> Not really. I think that's a pretty uh, good spot to end it. So end it we shall. Yeah. 